Do you ever wonder where all your money went? Like every single time you look at your bank account? Honestly, it's probably all those subscriptions. I felt that way too, until I got Rocket Money. Rocket Money helped me see all the subscriptions I'm paying for, and it was eye-opening. Between streaming services, fitness apps, delivery services, it all adds up so quickly. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over 500 million in canceled subscriptions. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. That's rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash wondery and use code Wondery for 20% off your first purchase. The following podcast is not real, but it is really sponsored by Basecamp. When you use Basecamp to run projects, people know what to do, people know where things are, and you stay on top of everything all the time. From the Magic Tavern. I'm your host, Arnie Niekamp. I'm from Chicago, which is on the planet Earth. And about four weeks ago, I fell through a dimensional rift behind a Burger King into Foon, which is kind of a Narnia-esque magical land. Luckily, I'm getting a slight Wi-Fi signal through that dimensional rift, and I'm able to host a weekly podcast in the Vermilion Minotaur, a tavern in the land of Foon. As always, I'm joined by my two sidekicks. Why don't you guys introduce yourselves? I am, of course. Oh. I know what I'm going to do as you asked. Okay. I spoke about before. But I am, of course. I know this is tough. You can do it. You, you Sidor. A wizard of the twelfth realm of Ephesius, grandmaster of light and shadow, manipulator of magical delights, devourer of chaos, champion of the great halls of Tarakas. The elves know me as Fiang Yalak. The dwarves know me as Zonin Hugestangs. I am known in the northeast as Gasmuenus Maestar, and there may be other secret names you do not know yet. I, I hope it does not get longer. You should see his business cards. That, of course, front our friend, and back. Front and back. <laughs> that, of course, is our jovial friend Chunt. I'm <laughs> making fun of the length of my name. <laughs> Delightful. And Chunt, introduce yourself. Chunt here. <laughs> yeah, I feel like there's a middle ground between the two of you and how much you introduce yourself. I like, don't I try and compensate for Usador's uh, length of introduction. Okay, so it's Usador the wizard and Chunt the talking badger. So, um, badger, I mean... We don't. It's leave. a given. I'm, you don't have to say everything is talking. It's just I'm a badger. Yeah. Do all badgers speak in Foon? In their own way. But not English. Well, some. We have another guest. And before we get to him, though, uh, last week 
I mentioned that I have an email address. Uh, there must be some kind of firewall issue with the Burger King that I'm getting the Wi-Fi signal from. So didn't Spintax dissolve the wall of fire? Uh, he may have Spintax the Green, my great rival. Yeah, it's not. It's not a magical thing. It's, I too could create a wall of fire if you want it. I shall put a wall of fire around this tavern right now. Basically, what I'm saying is I can't get access to my regular email, so I had to set up a special email for this podcast. So if you burn, burn. So if you want to email me uh, or us here, you can email us at magictavern at puppies.supplies. I know it's an unusual sounding email. It doesn't sound real, but it absolutely is. So email us at magictavern at puppies.supplies. Is that, is that talking puppies.supplies? It's just puppies. Just puppies. Oh, Usador's in the wizard state. And he's out. Okay. So we did get an email. Uh, someone emailed us from after last week uh, with some questions about Foon. So I'm going to quick oh, read a little bit of this. This is from uh, Matt DeMarco. Uh, he emails to ask, can Chunt only turn into whole other animals by sexing them or is constantly under threat of turning himself into, say, a badger paw by sexing himself? Uh, it does have to be um, with another creature. Okay. Is he referencing when I masturbate? Yes. Yeah. You've, you've walked in on me masturbating. Yeah. I'm, and there's no... Yeah. It's, I don't turn into a hand or I don't turn into... No, not... When I wear... If I wear protection, I don't turn into the protection just because it's... Yeah. The laws of magic are pretty cut and dry. I, I think they're clear on this matter. Okay. All right. Uh, uh, terrible question, Matt DeMarco. Uh, next. <laughs> I think it was a good question for sure. Uh, I lit four candles. What? I lit four candles with my magical incantation. I did not make a whole wall of fire, but I did manage to light four candles! That's true. We're a little more lit here in the Vermilion Minotaur. Uh, another question. Please tell Usador that Manipulator of Magical Delights is better than Persuader. Manipulator sounds more powerful. Also, what's up with that wizard state? Is that something he learned in wizard school, or is it something you're born with? I have stuck with Manipulator. I, I thank you for your thoughts on this matter. It does seem to have a little more power and strength behind it, so I prefer to persuade her of magical delights. The wizard state. This was a gift given to me by those who created me. It is an innate ability. I did not learn it in a wizarding school. I was fully formed as a wizard from the day I set foot in Foon. I, the very birds of the sky and the fire and the wind and the water did conspire to create me out of the very elements that exist in the air and the earth so you and came the hearts to, of men. You came into Foon fully formed, like just a, an adult wizard. Of course, I'm a wizard. That's how wiz wizards aren't born? Uh, yes, but uh, perhaps not as a mewling babe as you would expect. <laughs> so then when you just pop into existence, like what's the first, like do you remember your first thought? Like, whoa. I have, I, my first thought was I, I have to find a staff. <laughs> I, I need a staff. And uh, I thought, well, I'll find a, a large tree and break off a branch to start with until I can afford a, a better staff. And uh, 
And of course, my second thought was, I must defeat the Dark Lord, and I huh. must convince one of you to join me on this great quest. He has, Usador has a quest to defeat the Dark Lord with... Think of the glory that could be earned by all the people here, and the safety of food and all the children and women and men who do live here, and all the animals and beasts of the forest. They're all in danger right now, but let's get to our guest. Yeah, uh, thank you for your email, Matt DeMarco, but yeah, let's talk to our guest. Uh, your name is Larry Birdman? Yeah, that's right, Larry Birdman. And uh, who are you? I'm very excited about this. Everyone who am I? Larry Birdman. So is. everyone here knows oh, Larry Birdman. Absolutely. Yes, of course. <laughs> I'm the uh, I'm the commissioner of the FML. And what is the FML? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm new to Foon. I don't really know much of When did you get here? After after February 1st? After January fifteenth, <laughs> uh, yes. Well, okay. I, well, I'm I'm the Foon Mittens League is the FML. Mittens is the biggest sport in all of Foon. Everyone knows this, and I am the commissioner of the league. And uh, we just had the the Super Mittens Cavalcade, uh, and then the Super Mittens Cavalcade Part Two on February first was the Part Two, and on January fifteenth was uh, the first, and uh, it was a pretty good game. Uh, setting apart the fact that a lot of the rules, in my opinion, still don't make any sense. But uh, great game, and we had uh, we had a great great turnout. I think over seventy four percent of all the Foon uh, were tuned in, well, one way or the other, through telepathy or through the magic box or through uh, attending in person or through uh, trans soul deliverance or through uh, walk and pop. So between all of those, we had. Uh, my understanding is 74% of Foon. We still trend heavily heavily male. We had about 91% of all the males of Foon uh, tuned in, about uh, 90, 90, no, sorry, 80, 82% of the females and about 38% of the creatures. I murdered a horse and watched through the horse's blood. Yes, wow. yes, good, good. Well, we had only, well, only, of course, a wizard can do that, so we had about 20, 25 horse blood murder uh, viewers this year, and we're trying to uh, raise that next year. Can I just say, Larry Birdman, uh, and it's an honor to meet you that I usually tune in to watch the cavalcade mostly for commercials. Hmm. I mean, because as you mentioned, the game has its flaws. Yeah, sure. Phenomenal game. Has its mm, flaws. It's an okay game. But mostly watch for the commercials. Yeah, well, this year the commercials were great. Uh, I, I, which was your favorite? I'll tell you my favorite, and then you, you tell me if you agree. But uh, my favorite was probably where they trotted out uh, 300 of the, uh, of the greatest mittens players of all time and had them all uh, 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 recreate uh, some of the greatest theatrical moments in the history of Foon in about a 38-minute commercial. I thought that was great. Yes. Wow. It's a long commercial. That's right. It doesn't sell anything. It's just, it was just for fun. Wonderful celebration of the sport. Celebration of, it was a celebration of both the sport of mittens and of the theater community of Foon. And Chunt, what was your favorite commercial? There was one, I can't remember what it was for, but there was like these pincers and they were holding a dwarf and you did, they just slowly lowered him into boiling tar. Oh God. And you just see him, you see the life escape him from the feet up and it was just... Just great. I mean, just really, really spoke to me. Yeah, that was that was for life insurance. Oh, yeah, that, that was makes a, total sense. That's, yes. So uh, you said. So I don't really know how does the sport work. Mittens. What's that? How does mittens work? Oh God. Well, uh, so you've never seen any mittens? I haven't seen. A, All right, uh, Lawrence, you must forgive him. Uh, Arnold is a new. That's Arnie. Uh, yeah. It's a, he's a new uh, person it's, here. It's Larry. It's Larry Birdman. Uh, I. You know. 
So let, put it this way. All right. Um, you're on a field. Uh, it's about 2,000 yards long uh, between 2000 and 2007, depending on which of the fields you play on. Uh, it's about nine yards wide. So very narrow field. Wow. Um, each team is uh, comprised of 31 individuals. Uh, you have a Baskin. You have uh, what we call a quarterback, which you won't understand. No. Uh, there's a Baskin. There's 19 Hillsmans. And then there's 10 what we call miscellaneous. And the miscellaneous, they can do all sorts <laughs> Wait, of... miscellaneous? Yes. Miscellaneous. There's 10 of them. There's, there's 19 Hillsmen. Okay. You have, uh, you, you have a Baskin, 19 Hillsmen. Okay. 10 miscellaneous and then the quarterback. The do the miscellaneous just do assorted things? No, all of the other people do. The miscellaneous have one specific task that's very specific. <laughs> the miscellaneous are there to uh, basically distract and try to assist the Baskin in performing the Baskin task. And what is the Baskin task? Now, the goal of the Baskin is to get the potted flower from one end of the, the pitch, we call it the pitch, to the other end of the pitch. And if the Baskin takes a potted flower across 2,000 yards and gets it to the other end, that is one point. Now, my principal problem with the game is if a bird comes near the field and you catch it, that's 700 points. That's a lot of, that seems like a lot of Didn't fire. invent the rules, don't like that rule. It seems like the team that catches a bird always wins. But it is exciting. Well, it's, it's exciting when a bird finally flies onto the field. How often does this happen? It's pandemonium Pretty regularly. In fact, the last game, so, okay, so at the last Cavalcade, part two, the score was uh, 2,103 to eight. Oh, no. So it was, in my opinion, and this is what I've been pushing for, for reform for years, I thought it was unfair because one team got a Baskin 2,000 yards across 31 op opponents eight different times. The other time only did it, the only team only did it three times. And yet, because the other team caught three birds, they won by thousands of points. It's a yes. bird-heavy game. And you should know that Hogsface has its own mittens team. Oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> if, if that team in quotes, Hogsface, I believe, went to 0-1 last year? Yeah. Our, yeah, they did not win their flower game. Our is not a, not a fan of being carried around. So yes. wait, is, the, is, is your potted flower flower? It's flower, yeah. The flower that I threw off of a cliff last week? Yep, so we don't have a team anymore. Thank you for that. The Hogsface uh, Poison Blades are no longer a team. Now, Larry, I, I wanted to ask you while you were here. I know you aren't a fan of the bird-catching rule. No, but, I'm not. But uh, I, I do find it exciting when they catch a bird. My issue is more that fans are allowed to bring bags full of birds to release into the pitch. Yes. I, if, if, if the fans were were restricted in their ability to bring birds and birds simply flew into the field naturally, I think that would make for a much more exciting game. Well, it's wow. an interesting point. And, and, and you know, Usador, I don't yes. know if you've ever tried out to be a wizard. As I said earlier, there's one wizard per... Uh, per team, uh, usually, sometimes more than one wizard, but usually you're, you want uh, at least one of your hillsmen to be a wizard. Yeah, yes. Uh, and often that wizard will be tasked with, you know, disintegrating the birds that are released. And so you, you constantly have birds being released by the fans, which I'm against, but, uh, you know, the rules are the rules, and I just enforce them. And you will see uh, hundreds, if not thousands, of birds released and then disintegrated repeatedly by one of the hillsmen. That's just one of, I would say, 100 to 200 tasks a Hillsman is... Uh, 100 to 200 tasks. Yes. A game lasts... Uh, well, the first cavalcade, as I said, began on 
January 15th and ended maybe 20 minutes before the final. So it's about a two-week game. It was a short game. It was a short game. I was glad we were able to get uh, the cavalcade finished uh, this year before March. Yes. Does it frequently – does one of the – does part one frequently go so long that part two starts before part one is done? No, that you couldn't do that. <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. No, uh, the cavalcade part one is uh, the second and third place team from the regular season. Uh, they play off, and then the winner of that plays the worst team from the regular season for the title. Another rule which I am against in trying to reform, it's one of my main points, is why not let the best team from the year play in the Cavalcade Part 2? And Hogs, Hogsface was in because we were the worst team. We sh- I should let you know, when I was uh, in the form of an eagle, I was a Baskin. Which was a huge problem because, as per the rules, You're also a bird. Yes. I'm a bird, and so. the Baskin's feet cannot leave the ground. So by by being on the team in in the state of an eagle, I was just draining points for my team. Yes. What if you had been like another kind of bird, like a sparrow or a robin? A what? A sparrow. Not or familiar a robin. with either. What's a robin? Types? What's a sparrow? I was just saying, maybe if you were a Baskin robin, a robin. That's. You know what? That's Basket just a. That's, you I, seem that's just something really that, pleased with yourself for some reason. Yes. People, I'm, that, that was more for the people in my world. They're going to go crazy. Baskin. That. It's just a little Robin. joke. To the people in my world are going to go crazy. I don't understand. Mm. Here, I don't anyway, understand. But 30, I hate it. thirty-one per team, uh, and I don't like know what else you need flavors? to know about mittens. But um, what are some of the teams besides the Hogface Poison Blades? Mm-hmm. Well, the best team in the league this year, which, you know, unfortunately they're not eligible for the playoffs by virtue of winning the regular season. And then what they do is they wait there. If you win the regular season, you can't play again for 10 years. And then in the 10th year, you play in the 10th anniversary round table, round robin, uh, circular. uh, And by the way, round robin means something. We don't have robins. Robin means something else in the food. Yes. What does robin mean in food? Round robin. I don't know what uh, robin means. A round robin is a specific type of game in which one opponent plays another one. Okay. Um, I forgot your question. What are some of the teams? Oh. The festering wounds have been dominating for a while. Uh-huh. Yes. Well, in, in the sense that the best you can do, a lot of people think, is to finish second every year. So what happens in the game, and it's again, it's frustrating, is you have... Uh, teams play and they try to all get up near the front and then they all intentionally try to lose towards the end of the year to finish second so that they can be in the cavalcade and then hopefully in cavalcade part two and not have to be retired for 10 years. So the festering wounds have finished second or third, which is both good. What, 11, 11 or 12 years in a row? Yes. And then of course, there's the uh, the skur uh, buzzards. Yes. Oh, from Skur. From Skur. Usador, yes. who, who do you uh, support? I, I noticed that you are in Skur well, Buzzards uh, uh, colors. As yes, I I, I'm a fan of the Buzzards, I must admit. <laughs> and the wizard who plays on the Buzzards is uh, Spintex. Spintex the Green. Do yes. you know him? Yeah, yeah, I do know yeah. him. I had a great, I had dinner with him uh, about a week ago, and he's really a wonderful, wonderful man. Yes, great, he's very, great wizard. Very talented. Great wizard. Very wizard. For his age, too. Uh, really can create a lot of things and dismantle a lot of things. Well, we each have our own journey. Speaking of which, I have a journey that I would like you to accompany me on. We're going to have to go to a quick break, actually. I'm sorry, you can mumble about the Dark Lord if you want. We're going to merge the land with his evil. We're just going to take a quick break so that uh, we can refresh our drinks. And uh, we'll be back in just uh, just a moment. 
This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. This episode is brought in part to you by Audible, your go-to destination for thrilling audio entertainment. Whether you're looking for a hair-raising experience to enjoy while you're on the move or eager to dive into sinister and shocking tales, Audible has an exclusive collection of thrillers from best-selling authors that will keep you on the edge of your seat. Like James Patterson's first audio-only thriller, The Coldest Case. Experience stories like never before, where every chilling detail is brought to life by captivating sound design. Plus, as an Audible member, choose one title a month to make yours forever. And now, new members can try Audible free for 30 days. Just visit audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. That's audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. Usador, are you done with your wizard's trance? Yes, I'm, I'm out of the wizard state now. Uh, but I had a question for Larry. Oh, sure. You know, I, I always did want to be a hillsman myself. Uh, yes. I am a wizard, and I do live on top of a hill. Oh, nice. So uh, it's, it's always occurred to me that perhaps I, I, I could do it. Do you think I, well, you think uh, I have the strength? Uh, did you play strength? middens in college or wizard school? Uh, a little bit. I played a little bit with friends, you know. Just on the varsity fun. or the JV? Uh, you know, I, I I went out for varsity, and I, I didn't make it then. But, you know, I, I've I've grown as a wizard in the, in the interim. You know. Well, you know, one thing that I value as commissioner of the Mittens League is mm-hmm. uh, just brutal, honest truth. And I'll, I'll tell you, it's unlikely. It's unlikely that you could do it. And uh, the reason I say that is our league is composed of the, of the greatest Mittens players in the world. And as you know, as as Chunt, as you know, as everyone grows up in Foon, I'd say fifty percent of the uh, the young the young uh, men and women of Foon uh, play mittens as children, and of course that's getting lower and lower due to the uh, post concussive syndrome problem that we're having. But um, I will say, Are one, lots of people like getting hurt playing mittens. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, yes. It's a big issue, and and we're taking it very seriously at the at the Foon Mittens League, and don't think that we're not. Um, but I will say, Usador, that uh, I had I had uh, I had an occasion to have uh, a brunch, uh, maybe a month or two ago, with a man that, of course, you know, named Sam Stout. Uh, okay. Yes. Now, Sam oh. Stout is one of probably the ten, fifteen best hillsmen in the world. Sam Stout, when he was in college, uh, tried out for the mittens team. Not only did he not make the mittens team, he was not allowed to be the manager 
of the Mittens team. Ooh. And Sam Stout went and he trained and he trained and he became, his name was not Sam Stout at the time. His name was Sam, I think it was uh, uh, or something Jewish. But um, my, what I remember is he came back and he was, uh, he, he, he trained for years. I'm, I'm not sure exactly this is an inspiring story. Please continue. Yes. So today... I have so many follow-up questions, but keep going, keep going, keep well, going. Well, today, Sam Stout is one of the greatest players, and he, the man, did not play in a professional Mittens League match until he was 33 years old. Amazing. Today, he's a seven, I believe a seven-time All-Star, a wonderful brunch companion. His cloak was retired, right? Yes, his cloak was number, retired. Number 4,500? 4,500 by the, uh, by the, by, by the uh, Daggerdale Blazehounds. And so uh, he's never allowed. To, I don't know if you know how jersey retirements work. Do you know? Uh, in my world, yeah. Basically, you just cannot use someone's number again or? No. Maybe I'm wrong. Well, maybe. I'm not sure. If you retire a jersey here, what it means is you take a jersey. Okay, you write a number on the back of it that's different from a regular number. This one had 4,500, I believe. And you run, and everyone chases you. And if anyone gets you for an hour, they're allowed to just pummel the heck out of you. Yes. Just beat you as hard as you can. If, however, you run and no one is able to catch you for a full hour, then you are put into what's called the circle of fame. And uh, there's only about uh, 100 people it's 93 people that have ever been in the circle of fame, and Sam Stout uh, had his jersey retirement uh, celebration run, I guess, a year ago? Yes, yes, about a year, how about many, a year ago. How many people have had failed jersey retirement well, runs? Thousands. Thousands. Most people don't get more than, I'd say, 20 seconds. I mean, anyone can catch you. Yes. Anyone. Anyone, anywhere. Anyone. I just, mean, a creature, just, a beast, anyone. That and can just think of the revenge the birds want to enact. Oh. Uh, yes. Yes. So I have a question for you, Larry Birdman. You, yes. you you seem to have a lot of unhappiness with the sport of mittens. Well, the rules are terrible. What what led you to to become the commissioner? Well, you know, I I see myself as a visionary. I, I was myself. I guess you don't know this. It's kind of embarrassing. I don't mean to brag, but I'm probably the greatest mittens player. Uh, well. I don't know. Top top five. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, top top twenty is non controversial. I'll, I'll do that. Top twenty, and I myself was a was a Baskin, and uh, I really hated uh, the amount of abuse that I took, and I thought it was unnecessary because there I was once you know being carried across, w- holding a plant, fighting, uh, you know eyes gouge, uh, all sorts of spells cast against me, and in my defense, hand to hand combat, eating unbelievably disgustingly hot. Items as you're required to, uh, all sorts of uh, you know uh, immersion therapy, foreign language uh, skills learned, uh, all these things that I had to do month after month after month after month to try to get that plant across that line two thousand yards away, and then you know someone would catch a bird and we'd lose, and so imagine the frustration. Sure. Imagine the frustration, and so uh, when Did I did you ever consider just focusing on catching birds yourself? Well, that's what probably 29 of our 31 players are doing at any given time is focused up on the birds. We've got wizards disintegrating birds. We've got other people trying to catch birds. And you better believe the commentators would just be like, look at the one person not catching birds, Birdman. Like, it was a big... 
joke. That's but, right. It's really but your frustrating. Your technique was, may I say, perhaps the greatest that ever existed. For instead of holding the plant yes. in a single hand, he grasped it with both. Yes, we called it the two. We called it the two. Two in the hand is worth one in the in the in the bird. It was incredible. It 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 transformed the entire game. Yes. Now everyone's carrying the plant with two hands. Before I carried it with, and I will tell you, this is a story. I you've probably heard this. The first time I carried the the potted plant with two hands was a mistake. Didn't mean uh, to carry yes, it. Yes. Didn't mean to carry it with two hands. Amazing. Had Amazing. it in one hand. Had my other hand out there doing the things you would normally do, you know, blocking spells, shaking hands of, you know, elites, uh, a lot of high-fiving. Foreign um, language flashcards. Foreign language flashcards, of course, uh, cooking uh, frittatas, all the things that uh, a, a Baskin used to do uh, with his offhand, uh, just doing anything he could to distract or delay or to push forward. And uh, wouldn't you know it, but uh, I saw a friend of mine in the crowd, and I, I looked over, and I, I, I raised the the potted plant and it started to fall and I reached up and grabbed it with the other hand and just silence silence immersed you know the, the pitch everyone was shocked no one had ever seen it and I found that it is easier to hold an item in two hands than to hold it in one yeah it was incredible incredible yeah. well, before that you know uh, a hillsman could come along and just bat the flower right out of your hand yes or cast a spell at it so we're running out of time but no. uh, before we go I was wondering like uh, so now that the cavalcade is done, yes. what will you do during the off season? Oh well, in April we have the reap, uh, where uh, people will be conscripted to play for their mittens teams. Uh, it used to be a draft. Uh, now it has to be a reap because people are very worried about the uh, post concussive syndrome problem. Uh, so the reap and will only be- and only about thirty uh, percent of the people in the reap live through that process. Correct? Uh, yeah, I think that's a little generous. I think it's around twenty five to thirty percent. But you know. <laughs> The people are excited to be reaped. Um, so, yeah, we'll have the reap in April. Uh, season will start back up. First game will start uh, May 1st. Hopefully that'll be done by May 15th. And uh, the next game starts as soon as the last one finishes. And then you go tell Cavalcade Part 2. Wow. Well, if I'm still here uh, when the season starts again and if Hogface gets a team going again, I would absolutely love to see a game of mittens. Well, terrific. Uh, tickets are, uh, you know, uh, available at any given time. The field is huge. Uh, you can watch a lot of different ways, as I said earlier. If you want to do a watch and pop, let me know. Uh, but I will uh, I will hope to have a new fan. All right. Thank you so much. And thanks again, Chunt and Usador, for being here. And uh, thank you for listening. As always, please uh, subscribe on iTunes and give us a positive review. Give us a lot of stars. And uh, email us with your questions at magictavern at puppies.supplies. But I don't turn into the genitals of whatever I'm... Why would Matt DeMarco... I, I, I don't know. That was the question that he... I mean, to be fair, from my world, we don't really understand how sexual skin changing works. Right. Oh, John, you're a shapeshifter? Oh, yes. Oh, so, I didn't get that earlier. Uh, you know, uh, they're looking for a new um, miscellaneous Ooh. on Hogface. Well, I a shapeshifter would probably be pretty good. Let me talk to you after the... Absolutely. Uh, yeah. All right. Uh, thanks so much, and uh, see everybody next week. Do you need any hills one? Do you have Jews in your world? <laughs> and 
And once again, we find that the takeaway lesson is that none of these things really happened. Usador the Wizard was played by Matt Young. Chunt the Badger was played by Adel Rafai. Special guest Larry Birdman was played by Rush Howell, who performs regularly with the show 3033. And the mysterious Burger King drive-thru operator was Max Temkin. Produced by Evan Jakover and Ryan DeGiorgi. Edited by Ryan DeGiorgi. Last week was actually edited by Evan Jakova and not Ryan DeGiorgi, but whatever, let's not linger in the past. Music by Andy Poland. Hello from the Magic Tavern logo, designed by Allard LeBan. Learn more about the show and see for yourself how it's not real because it's fake at hellofromthemagictavern.com or follow us on Twitter at Magic Tavern. All of these fanciful imaginings were brought to you by Basecamp with the help of the Chicago Podcast Cooperative. Learn more about Basecamp at Basecamp.com and the Chicago Podcast Cooperative at ChicagoPodcastCoop.com. Sometimes I can concentrate on an object and make it burst into flames. I'm Shimon Yai. And I have a new podcast called The Competition. Every year, 50 high school senior girls compete in a massive scholarship competition. I wouldn't say I have an ego problem, but I'm extremely competitive. All of the competitors are used to being the best and the brightest, and they're all vying for a huge cash prize. This will probably be the most intense thing you've ever gone through in your life. I remember that feeling because I was one of them. I lost, but now, I'm coming back as a judge and also a kind of teen girl anthropologist. Because if you want to understand what it's like to be a young woman in America today, the competition's not a bad place to start. Hopefully no one will die on station night. From Pineapple Street Studios and Wondery, this is The Competition. Follow The Competition on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen to The Competition early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus.